Hi there, this is Pam and this is Must Love Food. Today I've got Haley here with me and we're going to talk a little bit about working from home. We want to connect with you. Follow Cuisine at Home on Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for recipe inspiration, cooking tips and techniques, behind-the-scenes action, and cooking videos. You can also subscribe to our free newsletter at cuisineathome.com newsletter. So how's it going, Haley? It's going all right. I must admit that, you know, I I guess I didn't think I was as inflexible as I am, but I'm working my best to, you know, make everything happen. Is that teaching you something you think? Uh, yeah, I think so a little bit, you know, let go of certain things and go with the flow a little bit more. Sure. I mean, same here. I It's funny. I have learned, I think, what are we, three weeks in now, third week? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm learning that um, getting up in the morning and I, and I always make my bed um, and making my bed and showering and kind of putting a little bit of makeup on helps me sort of start my day. And, um, and I have a kind of a morning routine. I think um, I've told you about, I do lemon, ginger, honey water every morning when I wake mm-hmm. up, which I'm really glad to do because it's good for the immune system. And I'm a drinker of celery juice. So I do 16 ounces of celery juice. Again, I think it's good for the immune system. And I know it's good for um, inflammation. And then I do these kind of antioxidant smoothies, different smoothies and stuff. And it's all really fruit oriented. So I've got that. So once I kind of do that routine, which is a normal thing that I do, I feel like it is my normal, but it is different. Um, but we are, we're working from home, um, both, um, developing both of us and writing and, and some other things. So I know something you're working on is, uh, for our next issue, our July, August issue is bacon. You're doing, um, homemade bacon, correct? Yep. From scratch. Uh, I will say with, uh, all the grocery stores being a little bit crazy and low on products, it's been sort of hard to find the pork belly. Um, but I, you know, through calling different stores, you know, I've been able to source that. I got about a nine pound slab of pork belly um, from one of our local uh, purveyors here in town yesterday. Um, so that was amazing. So I can keep on track and um, I'm learning the curing process from home. And uh, really it's just pretty easy. I'm using a mixture of salt, sugar, black pepper, and I am using curing salt. Uh, also known as pink salt or prag powder. Um, You don't have to use it, but it preserves the color of the meat and it also prevents against botulism, which um, when you're curing at home, um, you know, if you don't get it cured all the way, there is the potential for that. So the curing salt really prevents against that. So we'll be using it. And you did some mini tests, or I won't say mini tests, but you Um, had some pork belly that you got at the very beginning of quarantine, correct? And you had smaller pieces and you did multiple tests with that to sort of narrow your focus. Is that right? That's right. I had smaller strips of pork belly and I was testing with granulated sugar versus brown sugar. And then both of those um, I did without the curing salts just to compare. And as expected, the color was sort of gray um, and sad, and uh, the flavor just didn't have that same pep to it. 
Um, and as I've moved into my next batch, I decided to stick with the brown sugar. And because my bacon, even though you, you all know that I love salt, the bacon was quite salty. Um, so I'm hoping that using an equal portion of salt and sugar will help tame that down. Okay. Um, though, uh, I retasted my first batches that I had smoked this weekend and really realized um, they didn't really hardly get that much smoke at all. Mm. Um, so I need to work on that for the next batch, but potentially they smoked faster because they were smaller pieces. So sure. now that I'm testing with the size that I will call for in the recipe, uh, it'll have a chance to cure a little or smoke a little bit longer and hopefully pick up more of that flavor. So what are you using, um, uh, for your smoke, uh, for your chunks, or your wood? Well, I'm using chips only because, so I brought home a smoker from work. Um, it's a charcoal smoker, but there's not a side box. So um, it's really kind of tricky to uh, do an indirect heat on the charcoal and the smoker. And because I don't have a lot of experience with smoking, I went ahead and used my husband's electric smoker because you can set the temperature and it will maintain it. So that's something that you have to do um, constantly monitor during the smoking process. Um, it didn't it didn't produce as much smoke as I would have liked. Um, so we'll try and troubleshoot that the next time. And P.S. folks, uh, Haley's husband is a three times uh, James Beard Award nominee. So he knows his stuff. He smoked a few things in his life. He has, but because it's been so windy here too, you know, the electric one was going to be a little bit more probably reliable sure. um, <clears throat> as far as maintaining that temperature that you're looking for inside the smoker. But this is not your first rodeo when it comes to curing or, or smoking even because you've done, I mean, I know you've cured, um, Stephanie, you made uh, Gravlax and you've also done homemade pastrami and yes. is there something else? I feel like maybe, I don't Yes, I think I've done corned beef also. Yep. Um, and let's see. I mean, brats, I don't know if you really count that, but there were curing salts in the brats. That's what I was thinking of as well. Sure. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this seems to be your your lane. I kind of I kind of like it. I wish that I had um, more opportunities to smoke or different uh, smokers to try, you know, because I I think the last time I did it, I did it on a gas grill at work and at home we don't have a gas grill. So, um, you know, I just don't feel very comfortable with the charcoal one, so. Sure, sure, totally get that. Um, so um, tell me about um, the other parts of working from home. Now that's your development. What about kind of writing and researching? Are you, do you find a big difference or? Um, a little bit, yes, because, you know, we've all sort of moved to using Teams and we're emailing back and forth. And That's Microsoft Teams, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, when I'm in the office, I really prefer to get up and talk with someone in person because I think it's easier to get the whole gist of, you know, the conversation that way. Um, and so emailing back and forth or messaging back and forth um, on the Teams you know, sometimes I'm not getting the alerts and I'm finding it's hard to get my writing done because I'm constantly checking to make sure I'm not missing someone's messages. So sometimes I just have to, you know, quit checking and, you know, get down to business, focus, 
and then I can actually get some stuff done. So I felt accomplished yesterday when I typed up my bacon recipe and typed up loads of information for Teresa, our art director, and Chris, our photographer, um, about how to sort of approach this and how to get a layout uh, mm -hmm. going for this story. I am with you on the alerts, and it's just a different um, way we're approaching things. And while at work, if somebody sees you with your headset on and you're in the midst of writing or researching, they might just give you the break and not really um, tap you on the shoulder. But Or you can answer a real quick question and get back to what you're doing. But um, yes, it is definitely, um, that is, I think for me, one of the most challenging parts um, definitely. I mean, I have found I am a little bit technologically deficient, uh, <laughs> where I, I mean, I knew I wasn't great, but I'm worse than I thought I was. <laughs> so this is a good learning experience, you know, learn some new Embracing technology that. along the way. Yep. Yep. Um, so what about your cooking life at home? Um, you know, we're all under, uh, try to stay in home as much as possible and limit grocery shopping and all of that. So have you noticed any difference in what you're cooking or, um, yes, mm -hmm. um, definitely. I will say that our meals have become much more basic. Um, my husband, he's working in the restaurants, delivering, not delivering, making food for carryout orders only, um, since people cannot eat in restaurants, uh, here in Iowa. Um, and so he's doing the bulk of the grocery shopping and I know he's trying to pick up things that are, uh, more prepared, uh, you know, like gnocchi, frozen gnocchi that are not gnocchi, uh, what's ravioli, uh, or tortellini, things like that, that you can just put a jarred sauce on or, pick up some ground beef and mix some sauce into it and throw it over pasta. Just very basic things because um, I think all of this is uh, really kind of taken an emotional toll on both of us. And we're, we're just kind of exhausted and it's kind of all we can do to get meals ready. Uh, it's funny you say that about being exhausted. I feel like I am the same every night. I, go to bed and I'm thinking, wow, I'm just wiped out. And I think that there's just this underlying anxiety that we're all sort of living with and it, it exhausts us every day. But well, funny, you you kind of uh, hit on a couple things. I am sort of doing the semi cooking as well, a little bit of prepared mixed with a little bit of preparation. Um, I bought, um, I have both frozen and um, fresh like zoodles that I will just cook up. And um, I got some Rouse uh, sauce at Costco. They have big jars of it there. And it's um, actually, I think ATK just did um, a test and that's their favorite sauce. But, and I've been using them for honestly, mm, easily 20 years or more when I oh, used wow. to live in New okay. York and New Jersey. Well, I knew of Rouse and um, so, but yes, I used to, um, easily 20, 25 years, uh, probably since they first came out. But so it's a great sauce and it just makes life a little bit easier. Um, I've been craving more comfort food. I was telling Maddie uh, last podcast, um, but you also mentioned gnocchi. Uh, my niece, we had a, um, uh, a Zoom kind of uh, cocktail hour um, last week or so. And um, she was talking about making um, different things that she's never made before. 
And uh, she was saying she was going to make gnocchi. And I said, well, you have to try my recipe. And it's on cuisineathome.com, folks. So, uh, and it is, I think it's mastering gnocchi with brown butter. And uh, we have a video there. And so I sent her the recipe and the video. And she said to me, you make it look so easy. And I said, yep, well, just FaceTime me or Zoom me when you make it. But I love that idea of uh, tackling things that you haven't tackled necessarily. But also, most people probably have flour, some eggs, and some potatoes. And it doesn't take a lot of flour. So I know that is a little scarce. Um, And I know eggs have been scarce at times. But I think that's something that people could make at home, especially with a brown butter sauce. If you don't have, or if you have jarred rouse sauce, use that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I was I was thrilled to see that she was doing that, and I encourage um, everyone to, um, you know, think uh, about some of the simple, as you said, basics and simple. And um, you know, our website definitely has some great resources, cuisineathome.com. And um, I know Amanda, our digital editor, is posting a lot of great recipes and um, ways to stock your pantry and um, some meal planning things. So there's a lot of things on social media. So uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, Pinterest. And uh, yeah, um, I uh, yesterday I made pickles for the second go round in, um, for testing. And as I mentioned last podcast, Testing at home for me is very challenging uh, because my kitchen, uh, it's really my counter space is so limited. And uh, while I might normally use my uh, dining table as uh, an overflow to put something, it is now my office space. So (laughs) I don't have the luxury of that. And um, so that's been a challenge for me. But um, we are forging ahead and we are excited to... uh, you know, embrace the new normal and to um, try to make it work and try to keep creating content for for people who buy our magazine and um, go to our website. And um, yeah, so that's our new normal. Definitely. I mean, I think for me, trying to keep organized is um, is really helping, you know, not only just in my notes from our conference calls that we have, um, to uh, keeping my refrigerator sort of segregated as far as here's my here's my work food and here's my house food. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny you mentioned the refrigerator. We were kind of talking about that. I feel like every time I go to my refrigerator, especially when I'm like yesterday, I made pickles. It's a jigsaw puzzle to try to move <laughs> things around to fit what I need to get in there. And um, well, it was also it was storing the products before I use them to cook with. And Mm -hmm. then it's once it's cooked to then store those products. And I have bought, I've tried to to buy a a decent amount of fresh vegetables and fresh fruit in my house. I'm hoping this will last me for a really good long time. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I bought a whole big thing of spinach, which I am really glad I have because when it starts to go south, I think I can always saute it up too. That's another thing. So if you think some of your fresh vegetables are going south, I would recommend cooking them or you can freeze something that you've cooked, like a sauteed spinach, you can freeze that and then pull it out when you want to eat it later instead of just letting it spoil altogether. I think Mm -hmm. that's something good to think about. But, um, well, Haley, it's been great um, 
uh, getting into your house and um, talking to you about quarantine. And as I said before, check out cuisineathome.com for some great information with recipes and some articles on um, creative ways to um, think about cooking during this quarantine or anytime. And follow us on um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. And please come back next time to Must Love Food. Thanks so much. Bye. Visit our site to learn about special offers, new products, and more for purchase. We offer live cooking seminars from pasta making and cast iron cooking to pie baking and stir frying techniques. Our special interest publications feature recipes centered around certain topics like feel good food and slow cooker dinners. We also offer custom at home branded kitchen tools such as aprons, cutting boards, and bench knives. Shop all of our offerings at cuisineathome.com.